about what God can do, what he's done for others. He will. I like that he will. And he's able. And he's capable to do it for you. Go with me to Proverbs 13 and 12. Proverbs 13 and 12 as we begin a new series today entitled Hopes Not Canceled. Hopes Not Canceled. Proverbs 13 and 12 says this, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is the tree of life. I like what Eugene Peterson writes in the Message Bible. He says, unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick, but a sudden good break can turn life around. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick, but a certain good break can turn life around. Pray with me, oh God, you're great, you're mighty, you're strong. And there's nobody like you, Lord. There's nobody, there is simply nobody like you. So we thank you, Father God, that it is no secret you're not just doing for some and not for others, but that you are an equal opportunity, God. And what you've done for one, you can do for me. You're not a God that shows favoritism. In fact, all of us are your favorite children, even when we're not our best. Bless us now. I pray that you will restore hope. I pray that you will revive our hope. I pray that you will send a spiritual revival into our dreams, our hopes, our expectations. In Jesus' name that we pray. And the people of God said, amen and amen. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick but a sudden good break can turn life around. Hopes not canceled. For anyone that knows me, you know a few of my favorite things is I like pens. Yeah, I, I, I like I like pens. I, I make no I make no apologies about it. On my desk, anybody can tell me the pens that are on my desk in the little pen holder, those are for free use. But I have some special pens that are in drawers and in my briefcase that I keep in a leather bag made for pens that don't come in contact with too many people if I can't keep my eyes on you, praise the Lord. I got to be able to see what you're doing. I don't want you to walk away. This ain't a bank pen, praise God. It's not. I like paper. I like notebooks. And I also like briefcases and not just any type of briefcases. I, 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 I like good quality. I will pay a nice, nice penny for a good quality briefcase because I use it often. I change it up every now and then. Hey, man, I want to be versatile. I got me another little backpack, got my name on. I got other bags, different colors. So just I want to be able to coordinate every now and then with what I got on, praise God. And so recently, there was a bag on the Coach Outlet website that I had my eyes on. I've been having my eyes on it for the past few months and I was waiting until around the holidays because I wanted to see if it was going to go on sale and it had not gone on sale yet. I was waiting, I was waiting, I was waiting for the New Year's Day sale like dealers does. Amen. I didn't participate this year. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, but hopefully next year we'll be live and in person. Amen. At dealers come January the 1st, pray 2022. Praise God. The COVID is going to be over. We're going to be in there doing what we need to do. Praise God. Somebody should have put a 
praise right there when I talked about that because that means that would be the end of the pandemic. Praise the Lord. Come, go, go, go with me this morning, saints. And so I saw this briefcase, Greta. It was a navy leather briefcase. Nothing real extravagant about it. I don't want a whole bunch of attention with it. Just real plain and just sophisticated and classy. So I had my eyes set on it. The price had already dropped more than half. I said, that's cool. I had one on. It got down to the price that I was willing to pay and I got it. I, 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 I went in to order it, but it wasn't going through. It kept, it kept, it kept, it kept showing my basket empty. I'm like, man, what the heck is going on? And so I called in because I had a question of trying to figure out if the bag is already, uh, uh, if, if the payment has already gone through. Elder Corey, I got in great anticipation. Hey, I'm going to walk into the new year with my bag. I mean, I've been showing the bag to different people. I showed the bag to my wife. I showed the bag to my cousin because my cousin, um, Pastor Fred Fluker down in Mississippi, he likes briefcases too. So we talk about all these things and he's right there uh, uh, by Safe Haven, uh, South Haven, Mississippi by Coach Outland. And so he would tease me every now and then and go in the coach store and take different pictures. And I have to restrain myself from saying ungodly things to my family members because I'm not where he is. And so I have to call him and say, Fred, you got one more time, brother. I'm about to be 36. You can't be sending me pictures and then don't send me nothing. So I have to have to come that strong conversation uh, with my cousin so that he could be able to understand where I was at. But anyway, I get the bag. I called and I said, wait a minute. I keep trying to order this bag. Here's the order number. They said, well, sir, it's out of stock right now. I said, dang, man, I was hoping to go into 2021 with this bag. And so I wait a few days. I go back and it shows that it's almost gone. I go back. I go in to order it and it's saying the same thing. It's not there. So I call in. I call in. He said, sir, it's out of stock right now. But what you can do, you can go ahead and order it. And then once it's back in stock, it will be sent to you. I said, absolutely. I said, but here's the thing, sir. The price on the website has already gone down some more. So I want to make sure that I'm guaranteed that price. He said, absolutely. You can get that price. I said, well, listen, happy new year to you too. Let's go ahead and do the thing and place this order. So he places the order. I'm tracking every day. Oh, pastor, you shouldn't be tracking it. You're tracking, trying to see where you're going to get your stimulus. Amen. I'll talk about me. So I'm tracking my bag every day to see when I'm going to get it. They tell me it's going to be in on December the 31st. I am in great anticipation. Oh, I am excited, saints of God, that I'm going to have my bag before we go into the new year. And I get another email saying that it has been delayed. It's been delayed a few days. So I did not get the bag until a few days into 2021. But I was still excited. I said, hey, I'm going to have the bag before my birthday, January the 11th. I get the bag. I get notification. I'm here in the office working. I check the notification again, and it tells me that it has been delivered. I dropped everything that I was doing. I got in the car, and I made my way to the house. I came through the side door and ran to the front door and went and got the box, came in there, opened it up. The girls thought it was for them. They thought they had got their gift from their godmother. I said, no, babies, this is for daddy, and this is something that daddy cannot share with nobody else but with daddy. And so I opened up the box. I opened up the bag. I had a nice bag for it, too. Oh, God. I said, yes, I can keep it protected. I can wipe it down and then put it in this bag and store it up when I'm not using it. And I open it up. Disappointed. Because what I had ordered is not what I expected. I thought I 
had looked at the measurements correctly. I thought I had measured this up to the last bag I had gotten, and it was not the same size. I said, well, maybe I can be able to make do with it. I started taking things out of my, uh, I started taking things out of my current bag and trying to put them into the new bag, and all that I could get in there was my Bible and my tablet. I had a few more items I wanted to be able to get in there, so I am upset because my expectations conflicted with reality. That's what happens. That's what happens. That's what happens. That's what happens. When our expectations conflict with our reality, hopelessness is birth. My thing, my thing was a bag. And you're saying, well, Pastor, I got some more serious stuff than just a bag. That's small, Pastor. I wish that that was my case. I wish my hope was gone because of a bag. But my hope is gone, Pastor, because we're in the new year and I still don't have a new job yet. Pastor, I'm in a new year, and I thought I thought this year was going to be different. I know we're just 10 days in, but I thought the year was going to be different. But after seeing the events of January the 6th, I'm trying to figure out, is this 2020 with the wig on? Because my expectations and reality are conflicting, and I'm feeling hopeless again as if it was 2020. Pastor, my thing is, I thought, I thought, I thought that relationship was going to work. I thought that relationship was it. I thought that was going to be it. Pastor, I thought, I thought, I thought that crossing over into 2021, that I was going to feel different. Pastor, I'm still looking and awaiting the arrival of my stimulus check, not just for selfish reasons, but I really, really need that money. And I ain't got it yet. Hopelessness, once again, is birth. It's going to be on screens. Hopelessness is birth. When our expectations conflict with our reality, what I was thinking going to happen got beat up by what really happened. And because what I was expecting got beat up by what really happened, now I am walking around here hopeless because I don't know what to do now. And it's not just, it's not just, it's not just, please hear me what I'm saying. It's not just, it's not just our our expectations are conflicting with reality. It is the fact that our, our hopes, our expectations are being prolonged. When, God? When are you going to turn things around? When, God, are you going to change my circumstance? When, God, are you going to change my situation? When, God, are things going to turn around for my good? When, God, will I be able to get what I want? I've been praying according to your will. I've been praying according to your way. When will I be able to be happy? When will I be able to enjoy life? When will I be able to experience living life beyond just where I am and what I'm experiencing? God, when is the hell going to stop in my life? I caught a glimpse and I thought that everything was turning around, but then here comes something else. When will everything not be rocky and it's not up and down and I'm all over the place emotionally? When will things settle out for me, God? When 
big break. Man, I've been, I've been working. I've been, I've been saving. I've been, I've been grinding. I've been doing everything. God, when is it going to be my turn? I, I, I don't know. I have conversations like this with, with God, and he's God enough to be able to handle my humanity. I hope you, if you don't do it, go ahead and try today because you'll feel a whole lot better. If you don't feel better, God will remind you of his presence and give you more of who he is. But I have these conversations with God, and God is big enough and God enough to be able to deal with them. But it's not, again, it's not just the fact that our expectations have conflicted with our reality. It's the fact that things are just taking so long. It's the fact that things are being prolonged. It's the fact that these disappointments are after disappointment, after disappointment, and they're unrelenting. They're relentless. They keep coming. Back to back to back. And I get no break. Just when I think I got my head above water, water to be able to breathe, something else comes. Solomon shares here in Proverbs, and I like the way he writes the Proverbs because it's so simple for us to be able to grasp. It's so simple because it's a call to action of what we need to do. It's practical. It's good wisdom that we need to emplace in our lives. It's good wisdom that we need to adopt. Be able to bring about a renewedness in our life. Here it is. People without hope are three things, four things, four things. And it's probably more than just this. This is just what I came up with in my time of preparation and my time of prayer. Here's what I got. People without hope become testy. Uh, uh, impatient. I mean, just just can't. Oh, man. They're just they're on edge all of the time. You really can't say nothing to them because they got an attitude. You say, how you doing? Why are you saying how you doing to me? Out of all the people around here, you want to be able to call me out. They're testy. Why are they tested? Because once again, I'm having to wake up to another day that my expectations has gotten beat up by the reality of the fact. And here I am in the same thing over and over and over and over again. This is why, saints of God, that before we want to critique somebody, before we want to judge somebody, it is to our advantage to find out what's going on, have a conversation with them, and find out what's happening in their life. Everything may be going well for you. You may be hopeful, and you may be hopeful for the future of your life but somebody else is in the hallway of doubt is in the hallway of hopelessness and before you want to judge me and say that I don't love God and say I'm not a believer and say I have not sought God let me tell you my story so you can understand and have a bigger picture and a history lesson of why I feel the way I feel Oh, people without hope, they're testy. People without hope, they're prayerless. They're prayerless. They're prayerless. Why, Pastor? Oh, Lord, Pastor, you are all in my diary with this morning. No, I'm not. It's the Holy Spirit um, that's in your diary with this morning. We're, 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 we're prayerless because we have been praying and we have seen no results. Oh, it's quiet in the virtual sanctuary this morning. Have you ever prayed to God for something and you have prayed? And I'm not talking about you prayed for five minutes and then you were expecting God to turn things around five minutes later. I'm talking about years. You have a track record of these prayers. You have a history of these prayers and you still have not seen God do it yet. Or what you prayed for God not to allow happen. He allowed it to happen. Sometimes it will cause you to be prayerless. 
I've stopped praying because why am I going to pray to a God who hasn't heard me anyway? Why am I going to continue to pray to a God that will not give me the desires of my heart? Why am I going to continue to labor in prayer and God is going to do what he wants to do anyway? Why am I going to continue to try to get God involved in my situation? And I've been praying for God to get involved in my situation, but nothing has changed at all. Nothing has changed at all. Nothing has changed at all. Everything is still the same. I woke up, I ended 2020 and walked into 2021, January, 10 days in, and everything is yet still the same. When? When you ain't got no hope, you may become prayerless. But here's the third thing. When you, when there is no hope, when you are without hope, you are negative and doubtful. Have you ever met a negative Nancy? Have you ever, have you ever met a negative Nathaniel that every time that you are around them, I mean, they ain't got nothing to say positive. Everything. You, you avoid them sometimes. I done met some saints like that, that you avoid them sometimes because every time you encounter, well, how are you doing? Well, pastor, you know, I got this going on. Pastor, you know I got that going on. They can never be positive and see things in another way, but it's not until, and I have to stop myself from judging. I have to stop myself from, from, from critiquing because once I begin to have conversations with them and to be able to hear their heart, I understand why they're doubtful. I understand why they're negative because life for them Oh, as the writer Lexington Hughes said, has not been a crystal stair. Life from them has not been good. Life for them has not been what it wanted to be. They are consistently having to deal with their expectations, conflicting with their reality. And in the end, they have nothing, nothing to show for it. People, without hope, become tested, they become prayerless, they become negative and doubtful, and lastly, they become unimaginative. They, they lose their imagination. No matter how crazy life gets, no matter how nuts life gets, no matter how overwhelming life may get, I think God, that God has given me my daughters because when I look at them and I, I come home, maybe from a long day of work and I come home and I see them in their dress up clothes. I see them playing uh, playing a restaurant in their room. I see them pushing their little babies around in the stroller, pushing their little babies around in the shopping cart. It helps me and it reminds me to still imagine that even as believers of Jesus Christ, we have to keep, we have to keep, we, we have to keep a little bit of the kid in us to be able to imagine, to be able to dream, to be able to think beyond our circumstance, to be able to see beyond where we are, to be able to imagine things coming together, to be able to imagine things being the way that they are. I know you see me where I am right now, but from a little boy from the age of three all the way up until almost, I, I told you tomorrow's my birthday, right? To almost 36 years on tomorrow, I had a church down in my parents' basement. I would take the cooler, I would, took the, I would take the cooler, and that was my podium and 
I would take the end of the broom and lean it towards the podium and strap on some tape with a little microphone and that was my podium. I would collect the bulletins from church after church on Sunday. I would ask the usher to hold them for me and I would take them home and they would be my own bulletins from my own church. Even though they had a different name and pastor on it, I would scratch off the name of the church, scratch off my pastor's name and put my name and my church's name on there. But I kept that dream, that dream, that dream of dreaming of one day to be able to preach to people besides just me and my niece and the dead person that we had as a stuffed animal in the cooler when we had the funeral. But I kept dreaming and believing and seeing beyond where I was. Don't you dare stop dreaming. I know 2021, yet even 10 days in, it's not exactly what we wanted it to be just yet, but I still need you to dream. I still need you to be able to see. I still need you to have great expectations. Oh, I wish there was a church in here this morning that still have expectation of what God is able to do and what God is able to manifest. I need you. I need you to get your imagination back. Oh, if you got to take a day, if you got to take a weekend and just go somewhere by yourself, that's why I like the ministry of Jesus because Jesus understood that every now and then I need to go off someplace by myself and not be distracted, that he needed to go and spend some time with his father. Every now and then, you you're going to have to break from life and break from your routine and go off somewhere so that your hope can be resurrected again. Oh, hope sometimes can't be resurrected where we are because we're too busy. We got, we got too much going on. We got, we got Instagram. We got Facebook. We got Twitter. We got Snapchat. We got LinkedIn. We got TikTok. Now we got Clubhouse. So much that's good, so much that's coming for your attention that you need a clean break and just go off and be somewhere else so that you can be able to talk to God and God talk back to you and you can be able to be real with God and say, God, I don't like how my life is right now. I don't like how things are right now, God. I'm ready for a clean break. I'm ready for things to turn around, God. Where are you? And then in those moments that you can hear God tell you, that you can hear God whisper to you and tell you, I've been here and I'm not going anywhere anywhere and I've been waiting for you to break from everything else and meet me in a quiet place and meet me in a deserted place and meet me in the wilderness so that I can be able to speak to you and resurrect your hope and resurrect your dream and to remind you that I'm yours and you're mine and I'm going to manifest what I promised you in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm about done. Here it is. Here's what we need. We need hope. We need hope. Pastor, what's hope? It's on the screens right now. Hope is confident expectation. We need hope. 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 If we were in the building right now, I would tell you to stop five or three people and tell them, you need hope. You need hope. In fact, just put in the comment section or tag three people and tell them, you need hope. You need hope. We need a confident expectation. Expectation in who? A confident expectation in who? In God. To do exceedingly, come on, Bible, abundantly, above all we could ever ask, think, or wish. We need confident expectations in God. The writer says, hope delayed, hope deferred, unrelenting disappointment makes the heart sick. Oh, but I like the latter part. 
He says, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. But a sudden good break, Eugene Peterson says, can turn life around. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. That sounds good. Oh, and we'll hold on to that scripture and we'll call that scripture out. We'll hold on to it as a, as a, as, as a promise from the Lord, Sister Stacey. We'll hold on to it. But here is the thing that you have to understand. You have to understand this. You have to get this, that you're going to have to go through the hallway of, of prolonged expectations. You're going to have to go down the hallway of unrelenting disappointments. You're going to have to go down the hall, hallway of having your hope, of having, of having your, of having your expectations be conflicted with your reality you're going to have to go down that hallway in order for you to be able to have the dream that is fulfilled that's like a tree of life what is it that's going to take me to be able to get through that one word endurance yeah, it's going to be endurance. You are going to have to persevere. You are going to have to put your feet in the ground and say, I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to be moved by what I see. I'm not going to be moved by what I feel. I'm not, to, I'm not going to be moved by what I hear. But I am going to trust. I am going to believe. I am going to have confident expectation in God that if God said it, he is going to bring it to pass. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to doubt. I may have my moments every now and then, but I'm going to be like Jesus and just break off real quick and go somewhere and reimagine and get myself together and have a talk with God. Every now and then, you got to be like David and encourage yourself in the Lord and stop waiting for other people to give you a pep talk. Give yourself a pep talk. I wake up sometimes and say, Chip, this is the day that the Lord has made. And boy, we're going to rejoice and we're going to be glad in it. God's going to give you what you need for the week. God's going to give you what you need for the day. God's going to give you what you need for home. God's going to give you what you need for the family. God's going to give you what you need for church. That God is going to do just what he said he would do. Boy, don't you know who's living in you? That great is he that's in you, that he that's in the world. Don't you realize that your father owns a cattle on the thousand hills? Don't you know you've been grace to do what you're doing? Don't you know that you are the head and not the tail above and not beneath? Oh, you better stop waiting on somebody to encourage you and be like David. Let me cut off for a moment and speak life into myself. Let me dip off for a moment and begin to encourage myself in me and who? In the Lord. Oh, if Mother Simon was here right now, she would have inserted a higher right there so that I can be able to get my hope back and have confident expectation. Because here's the, here's the truth of the matter. And I should have I changed this slide before I sent it in because I don't want to send the wrong message. If you can endure a little while longer, God will blow your mind. If you can hold on, God, I wish we had church today, that God will blow your mind. If you can just hold on just a tad bit longer, God is going to blow your mind. Well, Pastor, I've been holding on for some time now. I've been holding on for some years now, Pastor, and he still has not blown your mind. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You still have a reason to be able to celebrate. You still have a reason to be able to give God praise. Why, Pastor? Because the mere fact that you are yet still holding on shows that his grace has in 
with you shows that his spirit has strengthened you to be able to hold on and not to give up. You had options to quit. You had options to stop. You had options to be able to throw in a towel and say that's it. But something on the inside keeps pushing you. Something on the inside won't let you give up. There's a relentless expectation down on the inside that even when hell is breaking out all around you and things have not gotten better, you still know and believe. I still believe that things are going to get better. I still believe that God is turning things around. Because every time I turn around, he's always blessing me. Every time I turn around, he's always doing new things. Every time I turn around, I'm always seeing new mercies. I'm always seeing new grace. The mere fact that I'm still holding on is a confidence that I have in God. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning. I don't know if you're in California. I don't know if you're in Texas. I don't know if you're in Illinois, Southern Illinois, Northern Illinois, but wherever you are, I don't need you to stop because there's somebody that's looking at you. There's somebody that sees a God on the inside of you. There's somebody that's modeling their life after you because they see that when you were down and when you were out, they saw the hope of glory enter into your life and raise you up. Yeah. Uh, get your hope back. Get your hope. Get your hope. Get your hope back. Get your hope back. Let that let that be your lifetime resolution. Not just your New Year's, but let that be your lifetime resolution. Get your hope back. I gotta keep my hope. I gotta keep my hope. I gotta keep my anchor in him. I gotta, I gotta get my hope back. I gotta, I gotta get my expectation back. I've allowed disappointment to assassinate my dreams too much. I've allowed disappointment to assassinate my expectation too much. But I'm going to get my hope back. I'm going to get my expectation. My expectation back. I know, I know, I know we're not back in the building just yet. But sometimes when I'm up here by myself, I'm walking around and I'm imagining, I'm imagining certain people and where they're sitting. I'm imagining walking the pew. I'm imagining going from side to side because I have the hope and the expectation that God's going to turn things around, that God's going to give a clean break, that God is going to do just what he said he would do. Who then, Pastor? How? How do I make this make sense? How do I apply this to my life? Here it is. You gotta take control of your hope. That's your. Don't you dare give that responsibility to somebody else. That's your responsibility. Take hold, take control of your hope. Because what's happening around you doesn't have to get in you. What's happening around you does not have to get in you. Let me stop right there. What's happening around you does not have to get in you. Oh, man, you... You get, Pastor, you don't, you don't know who I'm having to be around. I'm, I, I'm surrounded by, I'm surrounded by negative people all the time. You, there, there's an art in parenting. Let me share this with you. That's that'll help you. This is life. This is a life coach moment. I'm being silly. This is a life coach moment right here. There's an art in parenting that I'm learning. Ain't got that just yet. That you're able to tune your kids out. You know the difference between when there's something wrong and them just being kids. 
We have to adapt this art of being able to tune out negative people so that it won't get into us. Because if you hang around that long enough, if you hang around that demeanor long enough, if you hang around that language long enough, it's going to fall off on you and you'll start being negative. You'll start talking negative. You'll start being doubtful. You'll start being impatient. You'll start being testy. You got to take control of your hope. You got to guard your mind. You got to guard your heart. You got to guard your atmosphere. Somebody say something crazy, but I believe God. Oh, but you know, but I believe he's turning things around. Oh, 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 oh. Are you just, are you just, are you, are you just have this great expectation that you want to deal with reality? No, I'm dealing with reality, but I still, my, 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 my expectation and my confidence in God sometimes override my reality. I can roll through reality and still have great expectation and confidence in God. But I can't afford to let your issues impact my spirit because if I want to be doubtful and depressed and, and, and feel lonely I can do that all by myself I don't need no help with that right. so I got to take control of my hope and not allow what's going on around me to get in me I, I, had, to, I had to step away from the TV Wednesday night because I don't want to become what I preach against. I don't want to. I don't want to become a racist, and I'm preaching against racism. I have to guard my. Heart. I have to step away, and realize, not all of my white brothers and sisters believe that way. Thank God I have some that speak that speak truth to power, and that will stand with me. You gotta. You gotta take your hope back, y'all. You gotta, gotta, gotta take your hope back. That's your job. That's your responsibility. This week, make it up in your mind. What's going on around me ain't gonna get in me. I know that ain't proper English, Pastor. I thought you have a degree. I do. But sometimes you gotta put ain't in there. Ain't put a little bit more power in it. I ain't gonna let that happen to me. Get your hope back. We've had a lot of cancellation of events. <laughs> Ooh, but I got good news this morning. Hope has not been canceled. It may have been delayed just a little bit, but it has not been canceled. There is hope for a better tomorrow. There is hope for a different 2021. There's a hope a different you. Why? Because God is able to do just what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill every promise. Why? Good God from heaven because he's able. That's why. And it starts today if you're not saved. And you, as the old preachers would say, putting your hand in the master's hand. That you give the preacher your life, you give God your life, and give the preacher your hand. 
wherever you are right now, wherever you're watching from right now, if you're not saved today, January the 10th, 2021 can be your day of salvation. Can be your day of salvation. Yes, it can. It can be your day of salvation. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. And you, ma'am, you, sir, can be saved. 